Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, not sitting to my left as the King, and I'm here to talk about the NFL. So it's a bit of a weird one this week. King is not here. He's off on some sort of royal visit to uh, parts unknown or undisclosed. Um, and as it was a really important week one we've got to talk about, uh, I don't want to do it on my own, so it's time to play the music and let's bring in the unofficial third amigo in the Jim and the King podcast. Come on, Punk Radar. I've been upgraded. I'm an amigo. (laughs) Almost a musketeer. How you doing, Jim? I'm okay, man. You? Yeah, yeah, it's an uh, interesting week one. There's been a lot of games to watch, a lot to catch up on, but yeah, fun, fun stuff. Finally got Football's some football. Back. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we've never actually done a podcast, just the two of us, before. You did one with King when I was in uh, Scotland, but uh, it's never just been the two of us. That's right, it's very true. Um, you've, you've, you've activated me off the practice squad. Yep. Um, put me in, and I'm hoping I can I can take my chance. You know, let's 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 see how this goes. <laughs> I got but you yeah, for the no, whole um, ninety minutes. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I think we better get on and talk about those games that happened over the last weekend because they were some it's big games. Probably better than listening to us two cracking. Yeah, <laughs> and let's start with the very first game of the NFL 2017 season, and that was on the Thursday night last week. And that was where the Kansas City Chiefs went into Foxborough and the inevitable was supposed to happen where they got their, uh, themselves handed to themselves and the Patriots pick up their first win on their road to the next Super Bowl. Isn't that, that what happened? That an awful long time ago now, Thursday. It does, doesn't it? It really does. It, I swear that was, that was a different season. But, yes. I think the hurt is still fresh for uh, a Patriot fan. It, it probably should be, um, to be fair. Um, much as I absolutely hate to say it, though, the Chiefs look good. Oh, the this is going to be difficult for you, isn't really it? Good. It's very difficult for me. Yeah, the one team you uh, didn't want to beat the Patriots. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's really a no-win situation for me with those teams. But, I, yeah, I'm, mm, I don't, I'm, I'm not entirely convinced I wanted the Chiefs looking quite that good. No, I especially mean, not with Alex know. Smith. Alex Smith looks superb. I think that's the best I've ever seen him play, to be honest. Maybe he, maybe having um, Mahomes behind him has given him a bit of a kick out the backside. I think so. Let's just go through some of his stats then quickly. So he completed 28 of his 35 throws for 368 yards and four touchdowns passing. Ow. That's a lot of, lot of yards for Alex Smith. Yeah, and it wasn't just two tight ends and running backs. He threw to Tyreek Hill as well. He had seven receptions for 133 yards and the touchdown. Um, and they put the hurt on the Patriots, especially in the, the fourth quarter. They scored seven points in the first three each, but then 21 unanswered points in the last quarter to really pull it away. 42-27. And uh, that's something we weren't expecting from the Patriots. We know that you know they don't have any superstars really on defense, but uh, still. Wasn't I think they've got a superstar on offense now, to be honest. I think um, young Mr. Hunt, Kareem Hunt, um, could be could could be absolutely superb for them. Um, 
I mean, I can't think of an NFL debut that was quite that good ever. Well, it broke records, didn't and, it? And the world, I mean, I, I, it was so good, I actually jotted down his stats. And he was 17 runs for 148 <laughs> yards in the touchdown. Yep. And five catches for 98 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, the one, the one thing for me that stood out more than anything with Hunt was he fumbles the ball on his first play as an NFL player. And apart from having 30 seconds on the sidelines where he was grumpy about it, mm-hmm. he just got on with it came straight back in and came back with those numbers. That is superb from a rookie. And it's what you don't see from some of the other players we're going to talk about uh, this evening, is where you need to deal with that adversity and move on with it. Exactly. In some ways, it's important to have that kind of mistake and, and get on with it. It is, it is. And, you know, it shows the mental toughness that, that the kid has and also the, you know, the faith that the Chiefs have in him that, they got him going and they gave him the ball and yeah to end up with that stat line in your your first ever NFL game um, yeah big hand for the guy hats off you know he got the opportunity because Spencer Ware is injured and he was the uh, supposed number one running back going into the season obviously that Niall Davis isn't there anymore and uh, Jamal Charles has moved on so Charkandrick West and Spencer Ware were supposed to be the one-two punch and then Ware gets injured pre-season Chuck Hendrick West, he only had one carry, but for 21 yards and a touchdown, still not terrible stats if you've got him in your fantasy team. But uh, Kareem definitely did stake a claim, didn't he, on that one? I, th- I think, you know, for me, I think that puts where maybe possibly on the um, trade block. Ooh. I think if Hunt's proven he can be a three-down back, that is if ruthless, he carries punk. this on for another three or four weeks, then... Yeah, you have to seriously ask the question of, do you need where? Well, it's, it's always nice to have one around, isn't it? You know, they've got precious <laughs> yeah, but it's also, after that. Also, also nice to spread the love. You yeah. Know? Do you yeah. really need the, all those running backs? I don't know. But, <laughs> you know as, 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 I mean, as we saw with Eric Berry and, and that really nasty Achilles injury that I think mm-hmm. put him out for the season. Yeah. Um, which is a shame because I like watching Barry. I love defensive players, as you as you well know. And yep. yeah, it's a shame that probably one of the top safeties in the game is is not going to be there this season. But you know, it's it, it does help the Raiders a little bit. So I'm not, you know, I'm not too upset about it. But <laughs> every cloud, it, isn't it? It bro? is a shame every cloud with you. from a neutral fan point of view, which I know you want me to be. Yep. For, just for this evening. <laughs> um, then, yeah, Barry not being there, I think, is a, is a loss to the NFL. It is. Yeah, we never want to see injuries. You want to beat the, the best team against you, you know. You don't want any excuse from the other exactly. team. No. And there is another... There's a running back on the other side of the ball we need to talk about quickly. That's Mike Gillisley. He came across from the Bills last season. Uh, he did 15 carries for 45 yards and three touchdowns. So we know there's always a committee in, in New England when it comes to running backs. James White had 10 carries. Rex Burkhead had three. Dion Lewis, two. But uh, Mike Gillisley got all the goal line looks. Yeah, Gillisley, and he was good at the Bills. Um, he was. There was, you know, he, what? The Bills? Yeah. Buffalo? Yeah, he was good. Yeah, he he was, was good there. He, yeah, he was, he, was, he was good at the Bills when he was... Uh, uh, spotting for Shady yeah. and 
and you know the um, uh, Patriots decided to, to chuck some chuck some ideas into their backfield of I don't know how many they've got now. Is it four running backs that they they're giving? Well, that's the four, yeah. And then Chris Hogan took a couple out of the backfield as well. I mean, from a fantasy point of view, it's an absolute nightmare. Yeah, you can't you can't handcuff all them. So <laughs> <laughs> there's been enough handcuffs in New England. Anyway. Anyway, we don't want to stick on the, the Patriots all night. I I did want to begrudgingly give Brady a little bit of uh, of credit. I know that he didn't have a great game, but it's the first time I see him lob the ball downfield, Punk. And Brandon Cooks was obviously um, taking advantage of that. Yeah, that's more than enough Brady talk. Thank you. Come on, <laughs> move on. But he did do 80, 88 yards off three receptions, Brandon Cooks. So that was a pretty good um, first game for him on a personal level. Yeah, and I mean, this is the thing to remember with week one with all of these teams and, you know, there, it takes time for the new players to gel. It takes time for them to come in. You've got to remember most of the starters don't play more than about a half in pre-season. So... It does beg the question why, you know, have it? The, the first game, you always get a few weird things happening. I mean, this year, I I think the, the, the strangest thing I've seen this year so far is how many teams are actually under 300 yards of total offense. Yeah, it's, you know the vast majority of teams winning at the weekends and weren't weren't really doing it with offense. It was mainly defense. But you know these th- these things will change as the season progresses, no doubt. Well, we can only hope so. We don't want under three hundred yards offense in games. No. Let's go on to let's go on to a game that you're going to love then, and that was the Oakland Raiders against the Tennessee Titans. So, well, this had this 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 had. You know, trap game written all over it for the Raiders. It's, the Titans are actually my pick to win their division this year. Um, I really like where they're going, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that the Raiders were just superb. I mean, I when I was on a few weeks ago, I said to you guys, I'm a little bit worried about our defensive backfield and the, the, the middle linebacker spot. But yeah. they were superb. They were really ready to play. And um, my favourite moment of the weekend was actually in this game. And if you if you if you get on Twitter or Facebook or wherever your social media takes you, then um, just search for uh, Marshawn Lynch trucking Jarrell Casey. Ah, oh, um, that's not nice. At a running back, just absolutely <laughs> destroying a D lineman, and not just it any D lineman as well. Jarrell Casey team. is a quality player. Jarrell Casey is a superb player. That's that's why it's such a good little bit of video, because you know Lynch. There were the question marks over you know year out. Is he up for it? What's he going to be like? I think he's put all that to bed. I mean, his stat line isn't great. It's it's acceptable. It's what we needed. It was a bit of ball control. Um, I think he only he ended up with about seventy eight yards. But eighteen carries for seventy six you know, yards. But but it's it was the types of yards he was getting. He was he was helping us control the ball. He was helping the game management. He had a fourth and one at one point where he just took two defenders with him, got the yard, and you're sitting there going, "Why didn't the Seahawks do that in the Super Bowl two years ago?" <laughs> Let's not bring up that worst play ever, please, Punk. We've only got so many hours in the day. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I quite I I was just amazed at how how well the defense played. To be fair, um, I mean obviously with you know, Bruce Evan, Khalil Mack, you've always got a bit of pass rush in there. But it was the defensive backfield really stood out for me. 
Um, and then also the new boy, Giorgio Tavecchio, um, taking Seabass's place. Came out of and, nowhere, didn't uh, he? Actually winning AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. <laughs> so, you know, he's, um, he's fitted in well, the young, young Italian-born lad. Well, Tavecchio, he kicked field goals of 20, 52, 52 and 43 yards in his debut. He was signed Friday, wasn't he, to fill in uh, for Raiders' all-time leading scorer and 18-year veteran Sebastian Janikowski. That's it, absolutely. Seabass. He did also Legend get jumped over is. by Dory Jackson on a kick return. Yes. Full, full standing, yes. and he got jumped over. Well, you know, he's only a little <laughs> Italian lad. He's got to watch his hair, and you, know, you can't be putting yourself in in all kinds of dangerous situations in your first game. It was a good game all the way through. I mean, even right from the start, the Titans, were they were the first team since 2009, I think, to open the season with an onside kick. Uh, I think the Vikings tried it, and they didn't recover it either. Yeah, no. I, I didn't get that at all. But, it was a weird you know, one. Each to their own. <laughs> yeah. And Amari Cooper finally managed to get that eight-yard uh, eight touchdown catch. They had to throw it to him three times, I think, for him to actually... Uh, Completely. Yeah, that was that. That was a little bit worrying. I think I was I was on Twitter at the time, and I went, "Touch that! Oh no! Touch that! Oh no! Come on, Amari, <laughs> just catch the flipping ball!" You know. Well, I had Amari keeping uh, my fantasy team, as you well know, Punk, and uh, yeah, I was doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm sure you were. I, I expect you were sitting there going, "Please give them three touchdowns." Yeah, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the one thing that that stood out from the Titans though was, I mean, there was some pretty poor tackling. On, on some of those plays. Uh, Mariota looked comfortable. He looked reasonable. Yep. Um, I think he'll improve as the season goes on. Um, I do like him as a quarterback. I think, you know, him, Carr, Winston, I think they're all... Carr's maybe a little bit ahead of the other two, but I think they're, they're, <laughs> they're the three up-and-coming ones to keep our eyes on for the next few years, definitely. Yeah, I think we're in pretty good hands with those three. And uh, also, I think it was it was quite nice to see some of the the Titans' defense as well. It wasn't you know all one sided. Kevin Byer, who uh, Jim Wyatt mentioned in last week's episode, he had eight solo tackles. Wesley Woodyard and Derek Morgan had sacks against the stingiest sack conceder in the league last season. So not too bad for the Titans, and uh, won't get too upset just because you lost by ten points. No, no, I think I think you know they'll they'll take that as a learning curve. I see the Titans very much in the position that the Raiders were in last season. Yeah, as that kind of team that everyone's expecting to make a bit of a leap, but they will have games where where it just doesn't quite work, or you know something something's just not quite right. So I don't think Titan fans can be too upset, but a uh, good win for the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. Let's um, let's look at another game then, shall we, Punk? Where should we yep, go next? On. Where should we go next? Let's have a look at Buffalo against the Jets. Because, you know, and someone's got Bills to. the won that. The Jets aren't very good. Let's move on. <laughs> really? Buffalo We've got to talk and, about them. We've got to talk about this because, all right. Why do we have to talk about them? It's just bad football. It wasn't all, all bad all football. bad football. It wasn't all bad football. Not from the, the Bills side, at football. least. Well, the, the, the 33 seconds I managed to watch of it. It was all bad football. Oh, well, maybe I should talk about it a little bit then. Because, I mean, ex I'll let you talk about it. Jordan Matthews looked pretty good in his Bills debut from the from the Eagles. And uh, ex-Packer Mike Hyde caught the game in an interception after a big pressure on McCown. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't a great day for McCown. 
as you can probably imagine. He's now 1-17 in his last 18 starts as a quarterback. And the Jets converted 4 of 14 third down chances and managed just 11 first downs. And just four of those came in the first half. Uh, but who's he supposed to throw the ball to? Who's protecting him? Who's actually running the ball? It's, the, the it's just a dumpster fire. It's, it's just awful. <laughs> the two things that were okay for, for New York kind of last year was the the run and the ability to kind of stop the run. And both of those yeah, were but, gone this game. It, well, I mean, Bilal Powell hardly played. Matt Forte is 33. Yeah. I'm not, I... I don't get what they're doing. I really don't. Because even if they go and suck for Sam or whatever it is and, and get the first-round pick, so they, what they can do, they're just going to get their rookie quarterback killed next year. Because they've got nothing around it. Yeah, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Because Sheldon Richardson went to the, the Seahawks and they got uh, Jermaine Curse back. The so yeah. they, there's one person to throw to, but unfortunately they weren't connecting with Jermaine Curse. And they say, you know, so it's not really right. fair to ask Jermaine Curse just to come in and know the offense and uh, be able to be constructive in that offense. Exactly. I, I, it's yeah. Uh, I, personally, I think this season you just write the Jets off, and, and yeah, <laughs> if you're playing fantasy, pick up any defense that's playing against them. Oh but, well, there's plenty of other teams that we can talk about, Punk, where uh, the opposition defense is going to have fun. Yeah, there's a couple of others as well, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I, I just don't like it. I don't like the fact that Jets have deliberately gone out and basically blown up their entire team just so they can get the first pick in the draft. Uh, you know, it, it, it smacks to me of, of, of unsportsmanlike conduct, shall we say, because, mm. you know, we, I mean, look at the Raiders. We had years and years and years of bad teams, but we never did that, you know? You think that's what they've done? We always try and work through it. But you think that's what they've they've consciously gone out and done? I think they've consciously gone out to do it to to, to get the first pick in the draft next year. So does Bowles keep his job? Uh, if 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 it's an agreed strategy, then yeah, I guess he will. Cool. Risque. That is risque. And you'd think if you had some, uh, you know, some pride in your job, you wouldn't want to do that as a head coach. It's well, your exactly. first head coaching job as well. Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd think that, but on the flip side, maybe it's a case of you've been hired because you're a yes man for the general manager. Oh, okay. They've had a big change there know. as well. I mean, it got if, kicked if, out as well. So. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what does happen over the next few weeks, but I really can't, you know, I can't, I can't stomach what they seem to have done, to be fair. Mm. It, seems, it seems against the, the spirit of the game, shall we say. It is a bit a bit silly to not even try and Hackenberg and Bryce Petty out there. I mean, you're not going to learn anything from Josh McCown. You might as no. well stick in your draft picks. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, let's I've move on. Let's move on, then, Punk. Jeez, way to bring down the Jets fans, man. I was trying to be nice. There was there was much to talk about in terms of niceness for that game. It was a bit putrid for there the Jets. Jets fans. There are Jets fans. <laughs> and, um, well, I'm going to make them feel better later on because there are fans of other teams that are probably more depressed than the Jets fans are right now. Only just, but I'm guessing true. there are. That's probably true. Yeah, there's going to be a fight for that first spot, <laughs> even if they are trying to get there. Let's go to, yeah. to a game that was actually really interesting. 
with some vicious hits, and that was the Atlanta Falcons against the Chicago Bears. Now, the Bears have just made head-scratching move after head-scratching move after the last season. They've been for a few uh, different head coaches, and uh, it's stuck with John Fox at the moment. They uh, moved up in the draft to get Mitch Trubisky. They're starting Mike Glennon, who they paid through the roof for. And it was actually a, a rookie called Tariq Cohen who got all the headlines from this game. Another rookie running back. He, and, uh, Tariq yeah. Cohen w- was an absolute live wire on Sunday. Yes. I, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching, to be fair. Because, <laughs> you know, the Bears, they looked solid. They looked reasonable. I mean, I actually had this game down as my blowout of week one. I thought I think most people did. were just going to pass it everywhere and, you know, Julio Jones was, was going to go for 150 and two touchdowns and away yep. you go. But yep. the Bears were actually solid. They were pretty decent. McGlennon, Glennon looked serviceable. You yeah. know, he, he looked like they, 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 they could actually maybe just about hang in this division. They might hold on to the Lions' coattails if they can keep <laughs> it going. Now, injuries will play a big part. Yep. But, Cohen again, light hunt on Thursday night. He just seemed to come in and give everyone a lift and you know, get everyone going. I mean, obviously, swallowed up a few of Jordan Howard's carries and what have you. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, 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 my 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 thoughts on the Bears improved after after that game. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people be a... Had, had a better opinion of him after that. Yeah, I mean, Tariq Cohen. Let's just go through the stats quickly. Five carries for sixty-six yards. And then eight receptions for 47 yards and a touchdown. Jordan Howard did 13 carries, sorry, 54 yards. 52 yards and a touchdown. I'm going to get it right eventually. So uh, Jordan Howard's touchdown came in the second quarter. Talking about injuries for the Bears, of course, Kevin White got his injury of the year. A fractured shoulder blade took him out. Um, So there's even fewer wide receivers to throw to. But they do at least have um, Alshon Jeffrey. Not Alshon Jeffrey. Got that wrong. Deontay Thompson. Uh, he looked okay. Zach Miller as the tight ends, you know. But really, yeah, they they were really good in defense. Actually, I wasn't expecting them to be quite as good as they turned out to be. But Jarrell Freeman, he had seven solo yep. tackles and a tackle for a loss. Cole Fuller, he had five solo tackles and a pass deflection. Uh, Marcus Cooper, Leonard Floyd, uh, Akeem Hicks was really good. He had three solo tackles, and two sacks. And he's just signed that new four-year, forty-eight million contract with thirty mil guaranteed. So he's enjoying himself. And it even got to the point where, in the second half, I don't think Julio Jones was even targeted at all. That's no. how good the Bears' defense was playing. I, 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 I can't remember. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't watching that closely, but I don't <laughs> remember Julio Jones' name being mentioned at all in the second half. You're right, it did tail off. The start of the game was all at Atlanta and they were passing it and running it and seeming to get all of their pieces moving. And uh, yeah, Julio Jones ended up with just four carries for 66 yards. It was Austin Hooper who got just two receptions, 128 yards and a touchdown, but it was a blown coverage uh, that got most of that yardage. Um, It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a great game statistically for the Falcons. Not like you'd expect it to be against the defence that we're expecting just to be laying down, you know. Mm, absolutely. 
But, I mean, on the flip side, you know, the Bears had a chance to win that at the end and couldn't do it. So, yep. yeah, it's it's one of those where if you've really turned the corner, you need to win that game. Um, but, of course, the narrative now is, is more, you know, how good we think the Bears possibly could be. I mean, I don't think they're ever going to get the playoffs this season. But, no. you know, they could they could, they could end up as a 6-7 win team, whereas I had them down at sort of 2-3 before. So, and, you know, if, if if they had managed to punch that, that last second touchdown in, then we'd all be sat here talking about how the Falcons have got a Super Bowl hangover. Yeah, and it wasn't uh, that the, uh, the passes were errant as well. They were kind of in between the, in the chest and uh, just a couple of receivers for yeah, to bring them in. They're the ones where you just need someone to make a play. Just need someone to step up, catch the ball and, and go. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know... That's 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 the joys of a, a rebuilding team. You you occasionally don't win the games that you think you should. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, Brooks Reed got the final sack on that game to end it. But yeah, it was so close. It was a great drive, and it was a really interesting game as well. It was just fun to watch. Um, it's and I think it's more fun because we weren't expecting it to be fun at all. So it's a surprisingly exactly. fun game. Exactly. <laughs> Let's move on to a game that wasn't fun, but was a little bit surprising, Punk. And that was that the Baltimore Ravens went into Cincinnati and <laughs> the one shutout this week, if you can believe it, was the Bengals. Baltimore won 20-0 to zero in that game. And, yeah, there were quite a few boos ringing out around uh, Paul Brown Stadium. Well, um, I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, the 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 Bungles have, have taken three <laughs> steps back, haven't they? Yes. I mean, yeah. I know they're your, one of your rivals along with the Ravens and stuff, but I was expecting the Bengals to be a, a, a playoff team, you know? And well, if a lot of people were. they're going to play like that every week, then, you know, it's just not going to happen. Bring them on. It's just not going to happen. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was, uh, they made Terrell Suggs look like he was 26 again. You yeah. Know? It was... <laughs> I'm still it's, scratching it's, my head how you don't score a point in this game, you know? Not even a field goal. I, well, I mean, the Ravens, the, the, you know, we expect it to be good. Uh, but they made it look so impenetrable that I think, you know, the 85 Bears and the 2000 Ravens would be, you know, I, th- I think that's who the Bengals thought they were playing because and probably a combination of the two because they just didn't do a thing. No. I uh, I didn't get it at all. I it's weird because you, you look at social media as well, and the Ravens fans think they've got the '85 Bears defense now. It's it's quite funny, yeah. really. But uh, there you go. Give them off a chance. And the thing is, the Ravens should have won by more. They should have won by more. That could easily have been a thirty-four nothing or a forty-two nothing. Or yeah. But you know, the Ravens' offense is is, is patchwork. Flacco's still working back from his injury. There wasn't a huge amount of spark from their offense, but something needs to change quickly for the Bengals because they're on the short week this week. They play Thursday night. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see you know, whether that was a, a blip and a one-off and something water or whether this is it's, it's going to be a bit more of a, a painful season than we first thought. I mean, the, the stats for Andy Dalton are quite pale here. 16 completions out of 31 attempts, 170 yards, four interceptions. Five sacks as well. So, I mean, I mean I've never been his biggest you, fan, think, but um, that's that's not really the, even the Andy Dalton that I expect to see. No, but I mean, Dalton's a serviceable quarterback. Again, he's in that kind of middle tier. You yeah. 
And um, I think I think looking through the fantasy scores this week, I think he was on minus three points. Yeah, I think he did. I mean, how, how, how as a quarterback in the NFL do you actually get minus three points? <laughs> I don't understand. Well, <laughs> yeah. It's, no, the Bengals have got a lot of work to do and they've got to do it quite quickly as well. Otherwise, their season's going to be over before they know it. It's weird, isn't it? I, for me, I think that they still need to fully commit to someone like Joe Mixon. I think they're... There's a few teams this week where you look at me like you just need to make a decision and mo- and get on with it, and yeah, they've got t- they've got one too many roosters in that running back henhouse. Giovanni Bernard, Jeremy Hill, and Joe Mixon. They need to make a decision and really push one of them forwards as their feature back because it it just seems like there's something missing. There seems to be a, a little bit of consistency missing there, a little bit of strength, and. Uh, yeah, it was just really, really disappointing for the Bengals. I mean, there's no way you can look at that and, and feel positive about the next game in any way. No, either no. side of the ball. No. I mean, and like you say, they need to choose a running back. But, you know, they also need to fix that offensive line. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. Oh, and that, yeah. that's a bit of a recurring theme this week, to be honest, was offensive <laughs> lines not really doing it. And. And and defense is swarming and and you know padding their stat lines. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind if if the Bengals are bottom of the division at the end of the season. I prefer to see the Ravens. I'm sure, bottom, you but, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, just quickly on the Ravens, then. I mean, what do you reckon? You you more positive about them for this season than you were a few weeks ago? No, I think I think the Ravens are. Are in that rebuilding phase. I think. I think you know, eight and eight's a good season for the Ravens this year. Yes, they've yeah. got a good defense that will win them some close games, but I just don't think they're going to have the offensive firepower to be able to to a you know, win a division with you guys in it, um, and b I don't think they're good enough to get the wild card. So I think if you, if if you can get an eight and eight, maybe a nine and seven season out of out of that Ravens team, you've had a good year. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about another offensive line then that was uh, like a turnstile. And that was the Seattle Seahawks against the Green Bay Packers. Seahawks lost that game 9-17. to And really, everyone could see how bad that offensive line was at the start of this season. It's uh, It was no time at all for Russell Wilson in the pocket. The O-line was bad, but... I think Lane getting kicked out of that game had a bigger impact than people are letting on. Okay. All right. I think... No, I I really do, because... Well, I mean, firstly, it's a ridiculous call, him getting thrown out for punching... uh, Who was it? He was punching Devontae Adams, but he didn't actually punch Devontae Adams. No. But, you know, I mean, that, that... Refs made a call there, fine. But the problem is, you take Lane out, and it does limit the schemes that you can play as the Seahawks. So it does free up a bit of time. Now, yes, I know I'm talking about the defense and yes, that O-line did not look good. I would still have the Seahawks in probably my final four, to be honest. Um, I don't think that O-line is going to be that bad all season long. Okay. The running back position wasn't great either. I mean, Russell Wilson was the highest uh, yardage for Seattle on the on the ground. Chris Carson had six no, carries for but... 39 yards. CJ Procise, four carries for 11 yards. Eddie Lacy, well, 
Eddie, for... Eddie Lacey, I, I, I said beginning, you know, before the season even started, Eddie Lacey's just, just sitting there eating his way through pies and, you know, taking his check home. He's, he's not actually there to play football, I don't think. Well, a bit honest. of a busted flush, really, it. isn't it, that move? Yeah, I, I, I can't see how that works at all. But, positively offensive-wise, Baldwin looked good. Wilson looks good. It's just, can they get everyone else around them to actually do enough? Because remember, you know, a defence will always take you so far. So, you know, if, if, and Wilson, Wilson's got enough savvy about him to be able to not manage the game, but get enough points to let the defence win the games. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think sometimes, you know, we, we, we kind of look at Seattle and go, yeah, they're great on all sides of the ball. Well, no, they're not always. You know, if you if you think back, apart from beast mode, they've never really had a standout number one receiver, or yeah, you know, they've always had this kind of reasonable group on offense. They've never been an outstanding offensive team. Well, that offense did win the Super Bowl. Yeah, it did. It did absolutely, which is why they, I think that you know you can't write them off on one week. Um, I I just think you know. Carroll's too too savvy. He's he's not gonna he's not gonna let this one defeat. And even even with that absolutely woeful offensive line, you know, they still only lost what was it seventeen nine. Yep. <laughs> and they had two two scores wiped out. So you know, in theory, you could say they've actually done pretty well. So this is what I like to hear now, Punk. This is a bit positivity about another team other than the Raiders. Well, I just. You know, it's just, just I, I, I listened to a few podcasts after this week, and and people were kind of jumping all over the Seahawks. I'm sitting there going, they're still a, a top team, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I not. think I think people just want to be the <laughs> to be jumping on them right now. There's going to be easier games than away at Green Bay for Seattle this season, exactly. And you know, Lane gets ejected. Two two perfectly good scores that I could see were pulled back. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the other side of the ball, we better talk about Green Bay quickly because it was a fairly decent game. Although they didn't score in the first half, they'd have to wait until the third quarter to get any points on the board. But uh, Jordan Nelson got his um, you know, honorary catch every week, uh, seventy-nine yards. He ended up with on seven receptions. And uh, yeah, Ty Montgomery is still the number one running back in Green Bay, which is a bit weird. But he got a touchdown for his troubles this week as well. So, I guess if it ain't broke... It is. No, absolutely. I mean, it is a bit weird, Ty Montgomery being listed as a running back. But he did all right. There was, You know, again, he's running against the Seattle defense. We know that defense is good. We know that's a, you know, proper elite defense. So, uh, you know... Yeah, and they stuck Sheldon Richardson in there as well this week as well. every week, you know? Yeah, and so with Sheldon Richardson, it looked even better. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, he's Ty Montgomery is not going to be playing the Seattle defense every week. He's going to get chances. He's going to be a decent running back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can't argue with that one. I think that was positives for both sides, even though one team had to win. Yeah, I think I think it was a typical week one game. You know, there are lots of things to work on, but there are lots of positives as well. Aww. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about two more teams, though, as I'm guessing quite some positives on both sides of the ball. And that was the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Cleveland Browns. 
So the result was what everyone expected, I guess. But uh, I'm not really that surprised that Cleveland held in with this uh, this game for as long as they did. And no, I'm ended not. Ended up twenty-one I, to I eighteen. Twenty-one eighteen. Um, I think Cleveland are going to surprise a few people this year. Okay. I, I I think they've got a nucleus that they're building there that to me actually looks pretty good. Um, I mean, obviously you would expect the Steelers to kind of run away with this, you know, forty-two fourteen or something, but you've got to remember that your offense hasn't really been together all off season. No. So, you know, Bell only checked back in, what was it, Thursday last week or something? Yeah, it's about the 1st so, of September. You know, it's, 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 it's all, again, it's those week one aches and pains. I think the Steelers are better than they showed, but I think the Browns probably played at a level that you could probably expect them to win six or seven games this year. Um, I quite like what they're doing, to be honest. I quite like their money ball approach at the moment. Um, yeah. I think next year is the year when it really has to come into fruition. But if they can make strides forward, six or seven wins, yeah, why not? Well, all their rookies look pretty good. Deshaun Kaiser had a, a pretty good uh, debut performance. Uh, 20 completions on 30 attempts, 222 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He had to take seven sacks in that game, but not all of them were punishing sacks. Um, Zaya Crowell, still, he's not a bad running back. 17 carries, only 33 yards, but he did do some more on in the air. Another 33 on two receptions. And Corey Coleman, I like Corey Coleman. A wide receiver rookie last year. Five receptions, 53 yards in the touchdown. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't a bad... I'm not worried about the scoreline because... The Steelers managed to concede 13 penalties, which well, most of them weren't. You know, the refs were throwing flags like Italians throw confetti at a wedding. And there was it always happens the first the couple of weeks, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Every every season, the first couple of weeks, the refs go flag happy, and then everyone backs off, and it goes back to normal. So, yes. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would, if I was an NFL coach, I wouldn't be too worried about the number of flags I'm getting this week. I mean, I think the <laughs> Chiefs on Thursday had something like. 15 for 137 yards or something so yeah yeah it's pretty silly but uh shouts out to Antonio Brown 11 receptions 182 yards he was the real difference maker in that game and uh turned the screws when we needed them to so yeah I'm happy with that game and I'm not mad that Cleveland showed promise because I want them to do well I want to be second in the division the NFL is always better if Cleveland's good and they've not been good very often, especially in your <laughs> lifetime. No. So, yeah. <laughs> so, it would be really nice for the Browns to kind of get back to where they were with Bernie Kozar and, and kind of that, that mid-late 80s team that was getting to championship games and things. So, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, pos- positive on the Browns. Very positive. That's before my time, unfortunately, Bernie Kozar. But... Um... Yeah, I think they need, they need to work on... They've got enough draft picks for next year still, so it's not as if they have to worry about where they finish up in the division. Um, no, they exactly. do need to work on the line, I think. What, yeah, and that's why I think next year is the year that you really see them take a, a huge leap forward. Yeah. Because they've got enough draft picks now to be able to either wheel and deal to get the players they want, or they've got enough picks to be able to build through the draft. So I think if they get the combination right and get enough of experience in good experience not just any old experience 
but a uh, good experience mixed with some some good rookies again next year. They think they next year they could 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 be challenging. Do you know how many quarterbacks have started for the Cleveland Browns since ninety nine? Uh I I heard this stat earlier and I can't remember off the top of my head, but oh. it's probably something ridiculous like about eighteen or something. <laughs> it's twenty seven. Twenty seven. Kaiser is go. the twenty seventh quarterback to start for the Cleveland Browns since nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, I think you and I could have got a go there, to be honest, <laughs> at, at, at one point. But... Yeah, well, maybe you did play. You don't know. You just didn't yeah, know. That's true. <laughs> let's move on from those two teams then. Fingers crossed both of them have good seasons. Uh, let's look at the most expensive NFL player in the league, and that must be Matthew Stafford. It's the first name comes to mind. The Arizona Cardinals went to Detroit, looked like they were going to win. But uh, this was the worst game possible for Arizona because not only did they lose to a Matt Stafford-led fourth-quarter comeback, which is getting quite traditional, but also they lost their best player by a country mile, David Johnson, out for and the whole season, basically. And uh, Yeah, no, they have lost DJ for the entire season. But on top of that, what makes it even worse is Carson Palmer has hit the wall. He's Peyton Manning. Yep. His arm is gone. He's absolutely shot to pieces. There's no way Carson Palmer can carry that team anywhere on his own. Um, I, he's gone. He looked just like Manning did in his last season. He looks just like Dan Marino did when in his last season. He's got no zip on the ball. He, he He's dead in the water. And <laughs> it's really disappointing for me because I actually thought the Cardinals were going to be good this year. Again, oh, I didn't. But I think... I, I think Palmer and Fitz, this is it. I think they're done now. Well, um, Fitz did all right still. With six receptions, 74 yards. It's not not terrible. Yeah, but if if, if the Cards are going to have another five or six win season, he's not going to want to come back next year. Well, no. And if Palmer's arm's gone, the Cards aren't going to want Palmer back next year either. So I think it would make sense to, for those two to ride off into the sunset and start a new era in, in Arizona um, it's it's very depressing about uh, Johnson because he is a, a hell of a player to watch yep but yeah these things happen and I understand the call went out today to CJ2K so Chris Johnson yeah is coming back to the cards to to, to actually fill in he wants that Hall of Fame he's... jacket <laughs> well, that's not going to happen, is it? But, you know, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a shame. I had the cards as an NFC wildcard team this year in in my brackets. And, um, yeah, that's just not going to happen. And I think they'll be lucky to, to you know, even even get to a 6-7 win season. They'll be okay. Um, of course, I could be, you know, just knee-jerk reaction and Palmer had a bad day, but... At uh, 37 and the way he, look, he was looking out there, it doesn't look good at all. It's weird, isn't it? Because the Cards started so well. They scored the first 10 points of the game and led 17-9 late in the third quarter, really. Um, but then yeah, they gave up... and, uh, okay, and well. the defence is good. The defence played well, you know. But, it, it, yeah, I'm, I'm just a bit depressed about the Cardinals now, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, it it was bad. I mean, um, 
Stafford's first pass in the uh, fourth quarter was a pick. Oh, sorry, his first pass in the game was a pick six. But uh, Palmer told his OC to hold his beer as the old quarterback rattled off three interceptions. The one to Miles Killebrew uh, was returned for six as well. So, uh, and Kenny Kenny Golladay, I suppose, is the one we've got to talk about very quickly. He caught two fourth quarter touchdowns from Matt Stafford to secure a home win for the Lions. Um, yeah, yeah he, not bad. He looked quite good. He looked pretty good. To be fair, Golladay, not not a player I'm hugely familiar with. But then no. I don't follow college as much as you guys do. But <laughs> you know, he he, he, looked, he looked decent. He looked looked like a good pickup. They seem to have a few serviceable wide receivers there now. They've got Marvin Jones, who had a great start to last season. Golden Tate, who ex-Seahawk, uh, has always been... Well, I've quite liked him as a kind of a... He's got good hands, let's, let's put it that way. Yeah, Golden, Golden Tate's always been one of those kind of... Not quite a number one, but a very good number two. The problem is he's never really been on a team on the, where there's been the a number one. You know? Yeah. And he got he caught twelve sorry ten of his twelve targets so yeah good hands I like Golden Tate and yeah this is a great win really for the Lions I mean it's so stupid to have to keep doing this though they have to keep putting their fans through this this torture for three quarters uh, to come back and and get these wins I suppose they don't just care about the win at the end but it'd be nice if they could well, hold a just- lead through the entire game. It's just their ploy to make sure people don't leave the game early. <laughs> That's all it is. They figure if we can keep everyone in the stadium till midway through the fourth quarter, then we've made our money on beer and beer and hot dogs, and uh, you know, we're away. That's why he's the most expensive <laughs> quarterback in the league. Exactly. You see, you've got to pay for him somehow. Um, so, what do you reckon then for the Cardinals this season? Now they haven't got Johnson, I can't see anything really happening for this team. But that's just no, me. Card, card, I, he, they they relied on him so heavily last year. Uh, this is going to come home to roost, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think the Cardinals, like I said, I, I think it's unfortunate. So I think before the season started, they were kind of the my my kind of fairy tale NFC team, I suppose, because I thought you know if they have a really good run, Fitz and Palmer, no matter even if they you know they were never going to make it to the Super Bowl. But if you can get into the playoffs, it gives you that kind of platform for Fitz and, and Palmer to walk away but now I, I I just don't see anything happening for them um, the Lions I think the Lions I don't think they'll win the division I mean obviously the Packers are far and away the best team in that division but you know they'll be in the fight for the wild card as they seem to be every year um, I'm not entirely convinced on their defence but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see as, as, as time goes on. Okay. Let's move on to the next game then. So this one, I'm going to go to Houston, I think. Because the Jacksonville Jaguars, Punk, walked into Houston. Uh, a feel-good story that, you know, they decided to put the game on despite Hurricane Harvey. And uh, J.J. Watt had raised, what, $200 billion in charity or something by that time. And it was yeah. supposed to be... Yeah, the city's still there. A bit of a kind of New Orleans feel after Katrina. Everyone's thinking, okay, Houston going to get off to a good start. They won the division last year. But the Jags put up 29 points with Blake Bortles under centre. And Houston Texans managed seven. Yeah. um, The Jags managed to even fake me out because even I fell for that storyline with Houston and the 
you know, the the, the patriotic swell. And I thought Houston were going to just absolutely ramrod the Jags. So I actually left the Jags defense on my bench in fantasy. <laughs> oh! So, <laughs> Owie. So that, yeah, big Owie. But, you know, there it is. Um, I, I, I hate the Texans. I, I think they're awful. <laughs> I, I don't understand. It's, it's, it's all gone horribly wrong. This, I, I'm pretty certain all preseason I was being told that the Texans defense was the greatest thing since sliced bread and uh-huh. that, you know, Savage and, and Watson were going to, between them, lead them to glory and, you know, everything else. <laughs> Who have you been and, listening to now? That wasn't me who said that. Ah, <laughs> uh, mate, I, I, I read so much stuff, it's it's ridiculous. I couldn't possibly reveal my sources, but, <laughs> yeah. You read? <laughs> I, I did. Well, you know, look at the pictures and make decisions. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, that was just horrible. Is Tom Savage an NFL quarterback? I'm really not sure. He was. He was. He was. Um, not anymore. No, I think that might be closing the book on Tom Savage. I, I was really annoyed that they started him anyway. I, I know in the last episode, me and uh, King talked about it. And, yeah, they named Tom Savage the starter, but they really shouldn't. You know, it's just lip service for a quarterback that's been there for longer. Deshaun Watson, you know, if you're going to move up in the draft to get a quarterback, you need to start him. He was That was the one missing piece of the puzzle for me last season for Houston. They had a decent quarterback. They might have beaten the Patriots. Um, and Deshaun Watson, I, I think he did okay, really, considering what he had to come into. And the blood was up for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So... He was going to have a hard time. He had no. I agree. I agree. But you know, any time you're letting the Jacksonville Jags now, I, I, the Jaguars do have a good defense this year. Yes. Um, Calais Campbell being in there, and uh, the cornerback guy that I really like, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Um, you know, they're all they're, they're, that defense is a good defense. But ten sacks, really? Yeah. <laughs> How bad is your offensive line? What are your offensive line? You can just stand there, link arms, and you still wouldn't give up 10 sacks. I don't understand (laughs) how they managed to do it. So Avery Jones got a sack, Calais Campbell got two, and Gokwe got two forced fumbles, including a defensive touchdown for Devontae Fowler in the first half on Savage. It was just an absolute riot in terms of People it's getting bubba. getting round the edge and hitting hitting Savage for for six. It's just terrible. It was absolutely. I mean, that offensive line is just horrible. You might as well play the defensive line as the offensive line. You yeah, and play both ways because you know that. How have any of those guys got a job? Is oh, <laughs> just ridiculous. Well, this gives then, even more, you know, more money to Dwayne Brown because he's there sitting at home going, all right, you won't pay me at left well, tackle money. You're going to have to pay me now if you want yeah. me to come back. Exactly. I mean, if, 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 if ever something could have happened for Brown that, that helped his negotiation, that game was it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, unless you want your quarterback killed, you better pay me. Exactly. And I don't see how they can start. To, I think they have said they're going to start Deshaun Watson. You can't have your yeah. rookie quarterback going in without someone better than they've got at left tackle. No, no, you can't. It's, it's no. You're just going to get the kid killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Watson did get a touchdown pass to DeAndre Hopkins, which is always good. Um, he did scramble for some positive yardage as well. 
He okay. He lost a fumble with the ball kicked out of his hand by uh, Fowler, and there was interception by Deshaun Gibson uh, was in the red zone as well. But at least he was aiming for a, a target in the red zone, and and Watson did at least hustle back and stop the pick six from Deshaun Gibson. So a lot of quarterbacks would have let that go, but he actually did have to fight off a, def- uh, a defender and uh, and get the, the tackle on the player. I think the one redeeming feature, really, for the Texans, yeah, is the fact that they're playing the Bengals on Thursday, and, and the Bengals tonic. look just as bad as they did. <laughs> yeah, so they might actually have a chance. Yeah. I mean, it's horrible, horrible for the rest of us to have to sit and watch it, but, you know. Mm. Yeah. No, just horrible. Well done, Jacksonville. Excellent. Good defence. You know, Leonard Fournette running the ball well, taking the pressure off Bortles, exactly what was needed. Yep. Um, yeah, Jacksonville could, could could be good this season. We shall see. Yeah. But then they kind of forestorned us the last couple of years, so, you know. <laughs> they do. They do that a lot. Yeah, just quickly, Leonard Fournette, yeah, 124 uh, combined yards, a touchdown as well. Um, the one bad mark for Jacksonville was that Alan Robinson got uh, an injury, and it looks serious as well. So, they could have done with their lead receiver last season. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's always tough week one. You know, yeah. your starters have played so little in the preseason that this is why you get so many injuries because they're not used to being hit and running and playing the full 60 minutes. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah, it can be quite brutal the first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah. Let's go to another brutal game then, and that was the Colts and Rams. So buckle in for this one then, Punk. Uh, <laughs> the Indianapolis well, the Colts, Colts, okay. Let's be honest, it's just the Jets in, the Scar- in a different uniform, aren't they? <laughs> but, I, I think mean, they looked worse yeah, than the Jets. I, Honestly, man, I, I this was the worst. Right. And and if I'm being honest, I'm not sure if I'm Andrew Luck. I want to come back. I think <laughs> my shoulder might be hurting for a very long time this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might just go and injure the other one while I'm at it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or, you know, drop a drop an aftershave bottle on my foot or something. Or do, uh, Yeah. If I'm Andrew Luck and I'm stood on the sidelines watching that, I'm thinking, nah, I don't fancy this at all. Yeah, I think this is worse than a blowout for the Bengals, and I think this is worse than a loss away from home for the Jets, because the Los Angeles Rams aren't a good football team. Then they're certainly not a forty-six points football team, and they didn't even have Aaron Donald no, there at defensive tackle. Let that, that almost sink makes in. it worse. Yeah, let that sink in. Um, Scott Tolzien, all right. Uh, nine completions of 18 attempts, 128 yards, two interceptions, four sacks, a QB rating of 6.3. It was exactly like watching Curtis Painter when Manning was still at the Colts and he injured his neck. Yeah. It was exactly like watching those games. And you were just stood there waiting for Painter to either throw an interception, forget what the play was, or just, you know, give the ball up in some other way. So... No, absolutely dreadful. And I, th- I think you're right. I think them and the Jets are, are really, you know, feet and ankles below everybody else. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's going to be difficult to see how they're going to get any better uh, in the next few weeks, at least. Um, Jacoby Brissett, just for his, his own benefit, I mean, he did come in and, and throw a couple of bombs and got a touchdown. But uh, you, you can't be expected to come in at such short notice and do anything, especially with that team. 
That just looks putrid from no. start to finish. The whole thing just needs blowing up. Yeah. It's just... No, I, I, I don't know where you that. start with Indianapolis. They've got a... Well... Jonathan Bostick's not bad as a, on the defence. He came across from the, the Texans. And uh, Mathias Fairley, he got eight solo tackles. But I'd expect them to get some tackles on the Rams. They haven't got a great O-line themselves. No, exactly. And and anytime you're letting Jared Goff pass for over 300 yards... You know, yeah, if you make my, yeah, if you make Jared Goff look like uh, you know Joe Montana, then there's definitely some problems yeah. going on there. <laughs> yeah, um, Rams. I think you know they're the Rams, aren't they? They're they're not going to particularly do anything this season. As soon as they come up against a decent team, it's you know fairly obvious they're a work in progress. I mean, I think they look better than last year, but I'm still not convinced how how good he's going to be. I, you've got to kind of write this game off in terms of judging the Rams, haven't you? I mean, Gurley looked better, yeah. but it was against this Colts team, so we're not going to know exactly. anything until next week. No, not at all. I'm, yeah. I'd, I would hate to be... I'd, I don't know how to... Try of, if there is any Colt fan listening, how to make them feel better about this season right now. I want, I'd love to sell them something. But I don't know what. What could? What can you possibly say to the, the Colts fans right now to give them any sort of solace uh, about I, this season? You've got Andrew Luck, and you're not getting him hurt. I don't. <laughs> but you can't even suck for a quarterback because you've got one. So what are you sucking yeah, for? Exactly. Maybe a left tackle. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to um, hold judgment on the Rams until next week. They're playing the Redskins. Uh, but let's move on from that because, yeah, it was just a just a horrible, horrible game. Yeah, and and you Not knew good. from half time what was going to happen. It wasn't going to get any better. Um, I wish I could take us to a better game right now. But I want to get out of the way, and that was the uh, the Carolina Panthers going to Santa Clara and beating up on the San Francisco Forty ers Twenty three to three was the final score, Punk. Um, but it wasn't exactly a vintage performance from the the Panthers. No, um, I haven't seen a huge amount of this game because it didn't particularly sound thrilling before it kicked off. <laughs> so I wasn't really paying that much attention to it, to be honest. But it kind of sounds like it's panned out the way I expected it to. Um, I expect Cam Newton was very rusty, having thrown two passes all preseason. Yep. And, you know, the 49ers looked average at best. So, yeah, yeah I... I Again, it's a bit of a nothing game, really. You can't really tell really where either team are from that one, I don't think, because Carolina, you know, will be, in theory, better. So, you know, maybe once they play a better team, then, then we'll know. And the 49ers, we're never going to get near the Panthers just from the defence. So, you know, it's it's really kind of difficult to, 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 to see where they are as well. Yeah, McCaffrey played pretty well in his first game for the Panthers. He was definitely used quite heavily. And uh, yeah, apart from that, I mean, it was uh, Robert Stewart. I think was the uh, the wide receiver that was getting most of the touches for them. I need to bring up the stats, don't I? I was trying to get away with it, but uh, let's see. No, just Russell Shepard. That was Move it. On. We don't need the stats. Come on. No, Car- it was... Carolina's a decent. <laughs> but no, it's not that good though. Carolina's... I don't. They weren't actually that in charge. Especially the the big problem was for the Forty ers was that Ruben Foster got injured. 
It was um Yeah. He had three tackles and a pass breakup before a right angle injury late in the first quarter. Um Foster did come back to the sideline but didn't feature any further after that hit. And the 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 worst thing for the Niners was he did seem to have the, the defence kind of energized. But um as soon as he was out of the game, that con- that energy just deflated itself out of the out of the Niners' defense. The only good yeah. uh, moment for them after that was Jaquiski Tart, another uh, rookie for them, doing like a back stretching interception um, in the end zone. Don't know if you've seen it; it's kind of OBJ esque. But uh, that was about it for for the Niners. Yes, that was. To be fair, that was, that was one of the better plays of the weekend, actually. Yeah. That was that. That was a very nice interception, but you know, it's yeah. 49ers are in rebuild mode, so they're really not going to affect anything this season. No. They might get you know, a sneaky win against someone that they shouldn't, but that'll be about it. I would have thought. Yeah, um, Pierre Garcon moved over there, and he looks so. I mean, he's a, good, a relatively good receiver. He had a, an okay game, um, and it was nice to see Luke Keekley back on the other side as well. He he got an interception, and that set up Jonathan Stewart for a, a leaping touchdown. For the Panthers, so and hopefully, and hopefully, Keekley can keep his head out of the way of people this year, and and you know, <laughs> fingers crossed, not not end up with so many concussions, and and hopefully stay on the pitch because he is a fantastic player when he's fit. Yes, yeah, it, it's like you said before, we want to see all these good players playing. Let's go to a game that was a little bit of a blowout, really, and that was in Dallas, as New York Giants three. Dallas Cowboys 19 and I guess the biggest news was who was playing rather than who wasn't as well as who wasn't playing because for New York it was a game time decision OBJ didn't play and uh, that meant the leading receiver was Roger Lewis Uh, but for Dallas they did have Ezekiel Elliott playing and he rushed for 104 yards on 24 carries and he um, caught 36 yards more uh, through the air what do you reckon, Punk? Because I, I think that's that's the kind of suspension done. I don't think they're going to do it. I don't know. I mean, you know, the suspension is what it is. They'll do whatever they do. Yeah, it's it's like Deflate Gate all over again, isn't it? It's you know, how much power does the NFL actually have? Is it you know, can they suspend people? I, I'm not getting into all the legal kind of ramifications <laughs> of it and this, that, and the other. It's just not the place for it. But, no. you know, the, the the one thing that stood out for me from this game was how poor the Giants were. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't think they got past their own 35 until midway through the fourth quarter or something. It was, it was just dreadful. It was awful. And, you know, you can say OBJ wasn't there, but come on, man. Really? Yeah, you can't rely your entire offense on OBJ, especially when he's been out since week two of the preseason. And you've known he's pretty much not going to be available for this game or it will be touch and go. So surely you have to have worked on a game plan to, you know, include Brandon Marshall and Paul Perkins. And it, no, it's just, just horrible, horrible, horrible from the Giants. Yeah, they were outgained in the first half, 265 yards to 49, with just two first downs, and they fell behind 16 to nothing. Yeah, and and that was it. That was the game, 16 to nothing. <laughs> it, yeah, just, yeah, nothing. That, that was half time. Um, some but good the news for the defense. I have to say, 
oh, stepped yeah, yeah. up. The Cowboys' defense really stepped up. I thought, I, I thought that might be a weakness for them this year. To be honest, yeah. um, I didn't think they strengthened it as much as they needed to. But I mean, how much of it is the Giants? How much of it is the Cowboys? It's probably somewhere in between. I don't think the Cowboys are probably that good a defense, but equally, I don't think the Giants are that bad an offense. So. Yeah, again, week one is difficult to tell. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to blow the King's trumpet, but he did predict that Jalen Smith, he was looking forward to seeing him, and uh, Smith made his debut for Dallas after missing his entire rookie year, recovering from a knee injury. That was in his final game at Notre Dame. He was second only to all-pro Sean Lee with seven tackles and forced the game's only fumble. So, talking about that defence, Jalen Smith, it's his first game for them, and he definitely made an impression. Yeah, yeah, he did, he did. Um, I still think, again, you know, a couple of decent teams, they'll, they'll certainly both be looking looking at playoffs come playoff time. Um, Giants need to fix it quite quickly, though. Yeah, I don't think you can fix Eli. Well, maybe not, but you can fix everything around him, so... Yeah, you can, yeah. yeah Two little bits of good news is again for the the, the Cowboys. Jason Witten began his fifteenth season by breaking Hall of Fame receiver Michael Irvin's club record of eleven thousand nine hundred and four yards, and he also scored the only offensive touchdown uh, for the Cowboys. Also, Dak Prescott consistent as always. Another good performance for him: two hundred sixty-eight yards and a touchdown, no turnovers of the ball. That's what I like about Dak Prescott. He's so young, but he and plays so important. old. Very important that, especially in a young quarterback. If, yep. if 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 from turning the ball over, you've got much better chance of winning. Yes, and against a division rival as well, that can get messy. Yeah, exactly. I think I think you know their neighbours in Texas could do with um, maybe taking a look and and, and <laughs> learning something from. Yeah. Them. <laughs> well, he has got a good O line in front of him. That always helps. Certainly does. So we've got two more games to go then, Punk, before we can take a break. And those were the Monday night games. That was the Saints against the Vikings and Chargers Broncos. So let's do Saints-Vikings first. Vikings beat the Saints 19-29. to And I think, I mean, obviously the big headline news was Adrian Peterson in his first game as not a Viking playing against the Vikings. And he was on the wrong end of this one. Um... He didn't. Well, he was New Orleans uh, leading Russia with 18 yards, but that was about it really for him. He didn't do anything in the in the receiving part of the game. On the other side, Dalvin yeah, Cook, but... 127 yards on 22 carries. He looks pretty good. Yeah, he does. Um, just to go back to the Saints for a second, though, oh, I yeah? don't think they've chosen a running back. I think they're having the same problem <laughs> that Cincinnati had in that they don't actually know who their starting running back is. I, is it Ingram? I, what Is was it his Kamara? bat line? I, I, yeah, uh, it just, I, I don't think they know what they're doing. They're the running back position and, you know, to go into games, especially away games, first week of the season, without a, a solid knowledge of who is doing what, you're just asking for trouble. Yeah, yeah. And it, it... But no, on the flip side, I mean, the Vikings, Vikings look good. I thought Sam Bradford had his probably his best game as a Viking, to be honest. I think he did. Yeah, Viking Stew's been messaging me saying how happy he is with uh, Sam Bradford after one game. 
Um, I quite liked Adam Thielen, as I did last season. Nine receptions, 157 yards. Stefan Diggs, though, 93 yards and two touchdowns. Absolutely blew the lid off on fantasy. And uh, he's a he's a bloody good receiver. He is a good receiver. And um, I think yeah, it's, it's, it's like all good quarterback-wide receiver combinations. It takes time to get to know each other. So, you know, I think that's one thing that's kind of come out of this week is that those teams that have kept a core of players that know each other and play with each other and haven't had holdouts and this, that and the other have done better than teams that have either had a big turnover of players or haven't really decided who's the number one, what the game plan is, et cetera, et cetera. So I think, I think Diggs will, will, He's certainly, certainly, I would say the the best number one receiver Minnesota have had since Moss. Yes, I think you're right, and I think it's just that consistency now, isn't it, with the Vikings? Because that defense is set, and they've had an off season to work with Bradford, knowing that Bridgewater's not going to walk straight back into the team. He's still got a ways to go before he can um, stake a claim for that again. Um, and they haven't really got a controversy. At, at, at running back Dalvin Cook's come in and they've obviously said to him you're the number one running back Latavius Murray they brought across from Oakland but he only had two carries for six yards and he had a fumble as well so Jarek McKinnon he had three carries for five yards and some uh, some screen passes but it was Dalvin Cook he is the featured running back the same way they had it with Peterson before and it just seemed to work for them yeah I agree um, I think like you know, like I was saying, I think Minnesota, beginning of training camp, said, look, you're the number one. Off you go, son. Learn how to run. You know, <laughs> and, and spend some time with your quarterback. And it, it makes such a difference. If, yeah. if players know what they're doing, then, and, and know their position, aren't second-guessing things and this, that and the other, and everyone knows, is on the same page and knows the game plan, then, you know, good things happen. I think you're right. And when you look at the other side, you hit the nail on the head really about consistency and and knowing what you are and, and the, the fact that the, the two top receivers for the, the Saints was Kobe Fleener and Mark Ingram tells you that, you know, that's not really how it should be when you're talking about the New Orleans Saints. No, not at all. Not at all. Let's move um, on to the last yeah. game, shall we? Because we've got to get on with this. I've got to talk about your picks for next week. Uh, and that is the Broncos <laughs> Chargers. You're going to love this one, Punk. Two-year division rivals played off against each other, and it was a squeaker to finish. But the Broncos held on at home, twenty-four twenty-one. Uh, Trevor Simeon played the entire game, and uh, Melvin Gordon had a good game for the the Chargers. Yeah, Broncos The Broncos. Broncos look completely in control of this game. To be honest, um, it, it, I, it's it's all a bit weird as to how they managed to ease off enough to let the Chargers back in it, really. Yeah. But this, to me, is too similar to the Charger games last year in that they managed to get back into it, pull their way back, get there, and then managed to blow it at the final hurdle. I mean, it was now, only yes, a blocked field goal at the end that stopped overtime. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, the blocked field goal was actually pretty good defensive play from the Broncos it wasn't 
yeah, there was nothing particularly wrong with the snap, hold, and kick. No, it was just a good, good block. So you couldn't, you couldn't blame the kicker. But it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it was again, it's another weird game. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just been a lot of them this week, and and you'd think, you know, the team should know how to be ready and that they've got to be ready. But for whatever reason, there's a lot of them that just seem to be. Uh, a little bit lost and, and wandering around in the dark trying to find the light switch at the minute. Well, I, I'd put Denver in that, that category. But uh, I think the, the problem for the Chargers in the first half was that Joey Bosa didn't have a good first half. He caused he jumped off sides, which gave him the free play. It kind of flat-footed the entire defense, and it allowed Simeon to get a pass into the end zone. And then later on yeah. in, in the second quarter, he got wrong-footed by Simeon. He managed to run it in himself. So it wasn't a good first half for Bosa. And if it's not going well for Bosa, as King likes to say, it's not going well for the Chargers. But second half, he did start to get back into it. He did, did get a second half on his own. Um, and they did start to claw back. And I think this Denver team, you know, they kind of, they fold under questioning. You know, I think they, they are yeah, not they as do. strong as they think they are. Or some people like to think they are. Um, and it showed there were 49 no, points in that fourth quarter. And if they if the Chargers had made that field goal and took it to overtime, then it's in the lap of the gods as to what happens there. Chargers could have walked out of that with a surprise win. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's momentum at that point, you know. Yeah. If, you, if you're, you know, that far ahead and you get pulled back and then it's a last, last gasp field goal to take you to overtime, then all the momentum's with the Chargers. But I... I I think both of these teams need to show me something next week now. Um, I thought before the season started that the Chargers were really going to be my dark horse in the AFC, and I thought they, and they probably still can be. They still can be very good, but again, it's consistency. They've got to yeah. play first halves like they played that second half. They do make too many and, mistakes, that's the yeah. problem, isn't it? It's just too many mistakes. Exactly. Just stuff. I know it's week one, but, you know, these things tend to become habits and and you know you can't you can't keep doing this i mean you did it all last season why why are you still doing it this season <laughs> well it's a new new uh new location isn't it so true true are you more worried about either of those two teams after that performance to be honest i'm not i'm i'm less less worried if anything and like i said i they both need to show me something next week but uh, certainly from a Raiders point of view like I said a few weeks ago the Chiefs are the main rivals in the division and the Chargers could be there Yeah, but you know I'm still not convinced the Broncos are all that to be honest but we'll see, we'll see, it's a long old season <laughs> well it's not It's not long enough unfortunately but uh, yeah you're right in some ways there Punk anyway so that's all of the game, bloody hell we've, we got for all of them Whoo! Without Every a break as well. Done. Oh, jeez. I know. Let's take a quick break then, Punk, and let's come back and do your picks for week two, shall we? Yeah, let's do that. Welcome back to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is the end of week one, and I'm joined by Punk Raider. We've just been through every single one of the games from week one. What a slog. But Punk's stuck in there, and you're like a boss. So now what I want is the Punk's picks 
for week two, please. The punks picks. Punks picks the for punks week picks two. Punks picks for week two. What do you reckon? If I if I sling these games at you, you're going to be able to give me a, a winner. I I will give you a winner. I'm not claiming that you should be betting on anything that I pick <laughs> as as my, my as my own personal um, betting account will show from this weekend. But yep. you know, yeah, we'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. See where we end up. Okay. Okay. So let's start with the Thursday night game. That's Houston against Cincinnati. The Blur Bowl. Oh. I mean, after the performances of week one, this is not a happy game, is it? Uh, Bengals are at home, yes? Yeah. They were I, last week. I don't, think, I don't think the Bengals can possibly be as bad as they were. and <laughs> and Yeah, I'm going Bengals. Okay. All right. No, no, no rhyme or reason on that one. Just I, they can't be that bad again. Not on offense, and and they've got enough on defense that they should be able to take care of, of whichever quarterback Houston decide to feed to the Lions this week, or Tigers, <laughs> as it were. It's going to be Watson. Watson's going to start this. So let's see if uh, Dwayne Brown's with him. So next game, then let's start Sunday's games. Chicago Bears against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with their first game of the season. Is this in Tampa or Chicago? Yeah. In Tampa. Yeah. I'll take the Bucks. Okay. Um I they're going to be chomping at the bit um to 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 get going. Uh the fact they've got to play 16 weeks straight now is maybe going to hamper them kind of last part of the season, but I think uh, Firepower-wise, they'll just have too much for the Bears. And they're a young team as well, so they should have a bit of energy in the in the tank. Exactly. Could be worse. Next game then. Buffalo Bills going to the Carolina Panthers. Both got wins. Uh, Bills are horrible, so I'm going Panthers. Defence alone will win them that game. Uh, it might be your lack of viewing I- of the Panthers in their game against the Niners, but okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, but you know they're a game in. Cam's Cam should have lost some of the rustiness. You know they 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 should just work better in week that's two. That's at home as well. So Panthers. Okay, yeah, I get you. I get you. So then we've got the Cleveland Browns going to the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh, that's quite a tasty game. Yeah. Uh, that's a tricky one actually. Browns at Ravens. I. I think I'll give it to the Ravens just on their defensive performance. Okay. <laughs> I think I think I think with with a rookie quarterback, the Ravens are probably not the team you want to meet this early. All right. Um, I, I, I think it'll be a close game. I do, but I think I think Ravens squeak it. Okay. Next game then. Oh my word! The Arizona Cardinals against the Indianapolis Colts. Oh. Can't throw, won't ball. throw. Uh, I'm gonna go Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, okay. Even, even even Dink and Dunk to Fitz. Yeah, CJTK in the back. But yeah, it's still too much for the Colts. Though, so, yeah, Cardinals. Okay. Okay. Uh, next one up is the Philadelphia Eagles. Hang on a minute. We did the Eagles against the Redskins. We've missed an entire uh, game, Punk. Okay. That's fine. We'll do it now. Eagles, Redskins. <laughs> Eagles played well. Redskins were pretty woeful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, 
really they're kind of similar teams in that they'll not do a huge amount. Yeah, yeah. Wentz did all right. He threw 26 of 39 for 307 yards. Had an interception return for a touchdown, but made fewer errors than Cousins, who was picked off on the goal line and fumbled twice. Uh, Cousins finished 23 of 40 for 240 yards with an interception and two fumbles. Uh, Fletcher Cox got a pick six on that. Uh, what else can we say? So- and, well, the, the 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 problem the Redskins have is Cousins has been surrounded by a whole bunch of new wide receivers. So again, it's a timing thing. It's yeah. a getting to know you thing. You know, they'll get better as the season goes on, but they're not great. Yeah. Um, Eagle snapped a five-game skid against those Redskins going back to September 9th, 2014 and won at FedEx Field for the first time since 2013. But the Eagles did lose cornerback Ronald Darby early in the second quarter. I don't know if you saw this, Punk, but his ankle went the wrong way as he was running in coverage with Washington and Jordan Reed. Carted off prognosis is four to six weeks out of the game. Um, Which, to be fair, is better than it looked when it happened. It looked like a season ender when it happened. So he's he's got away quite lightly there, I think. But yeah, you're right. It was a kind of even game until the fourth quarter and the Eagles managed to, to pull away on that one. I think they've they've got a more rounded team. Now they've got a better offense. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that, definitely. Phew! So we talked about the Eagles and the Redskins. Oy, oy, oy. So what was I just saying now? Uh, the Eagles are now going to be playing the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs in that one. Okay. Uh, even without Berry, that defense, Justin Houston, yeah. He'll, he'll, yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, New England are going to New Orleans. Two old quarterbacks. Uh, New Orleans are a different kettle of fish at home. Um, they are. They they've always been this this team track me team that that once they're in that dome they seem to turn into a completely different monster. Having said that, the Patriots do not like losing the way they lost to the Chiefs. So. I think it'll be a lot closer than people think, possibly, mm-hmm. but I'm going Patriots. Thought you might. Okay. Uh, then we've got a NFC, Roy, uh, NFC South rivalry, Tennessee Titans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, you see, that's, that's a sneaky possible game of the week after the yes. way they played last week. I mean, the Titans, like I said, they didn't play badly against the Raiders at all when we're in the game the whole way, pretty much. Uh-huh. Um, the Jags obviously had that massive defensive performance against Houston. Yep. Oh, It's not as easy to get through the, the Tennessee Titans, line. Can the Titans control the ball enough? And can the Jags not turn it over enough? I'm going to go Tennessee. Okay. Against... I think quite close, but Tennessee, Tennessee take it for me. Okay, okay. Next one up then is the Minnesota Vikings going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Vikings, I see. Is that a, that's a rerun of the uh, Wembley game? From it is, it is, is yeah. <laughs> um, so if it's as close as that Wembley game a few years ago, it'll be quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like your offense, though, this season. So Thanks. I think with all... Another week together, and Bell having actually done something uh-huh. with the team, I think I think he'd probably win it. So Steelers for that one. Thank you very much. Uh, next up, the Miami Dolphins finally starting their campaign against the LA Chargers. 
That's another sneaky good game, to be fair. Possibly. Uh, return of Jay Cutler. Return of the Cutler. <laughs> Chargers at home. Yeah. In their 27,000 so no seat. advantage because they're in, in the local park. So, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm going to give it to the Chargers just, I think. Purely okay. on, on the fact they're at home. Yeah. Um, I think they showed just enough. Yeah, no, I'm going to give it to the Chargers. I'm going to give it to the Chargers. I can tell that hurt just, you, but okay, again, I respect that. Yeah, the, I, I suppose the main thing is that it is Miami's week one, not week two. Yeah. So they might be a little bit off still. Okay. Okay, I'm not sure there's much point in asking about this game, but the New York Jets are going to Oakland. I'm I'm very disappointed that you've even asked me to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, Raiders by a lot. Oh, okay. So. Okay, surprising. Um, right, so then we've got the San Francisco 49ers going to Seattle. Uh, 49ers haven't shown me anywhere near enough. Um, Seahawks, defence looks good. Offence will come good another weekend, Seahawks. Okay. Oh, Dallas Cowboys going to the Denver Broncos. There's some good games this week. Yeah. Um, 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 Broncos, second game at home. Cowboys, the Giants, who've got a similar style of defense. Uh, I'm going to go Cowboys. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I Don't ask me why. I just... just Sneaky feeling on the Cowboys. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. You hate the Broncos. Broncos yeah, we know. Well, you know. <laughs> so, the Washington Redskins, who lost against the LA Rams, who won their first games? They did. Uh, you can't really tell what the Rams are like because obviously they played the Colts. Yeah. Skins didn't look great against the Eagles. But, but... they hung with them for three quarters. They did. They did hang with them for three quarters. Uh, I just think, though, that ooh, I think the Rams' defense probably win this one. Uh, so yeah, I'll go Rams. Close game, but Rams. Okay. Okay. Uh, then you've got the Sunday night game. The Green Bay Packers are going to the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Another great game. Absolutely great game. Yeah. Uh, opening in the new Falcon Stadium. Oh, yes. Everyone smiling, cheering, loving it. Uh, I'm going Packers. <laughs> oh, Packers are spoiled. <laughs> no, no. I, think, I mean, it, this will be a huge test on the Packers to see if that defense actually has improved um, from last year. Mike Daniels was the, immense the, in that game against Seattle. I forgot to really talk about him, but he yeah. had a great game. Yeah, and 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 if they can do it against the Falcons, then and their offense, then I think they're legit. Um, I think this could be a shootout. This this could be a ridiculous game, to be honest. <laughs> it, it could it could be fifty two forty eight, or it could be twenty four twenty one. Okay, um, but. Yeah, I'm going to go Packers. All right, all right. And the Monday night game, okay, last one, Detroit Lions 
at New York Giants? Hey, so if you'd asked me this one last week, I'd have said the Giants all day long. I know you but would. after that pathetic showing, <laughs> uh, I'm not entirely convinced. Having said that, the Lions don't travel particularly well. And OBJ's Usually, almost certain so, to start. Yeah. Yeah, he will wait here. It's Monday night. So he, he was he, a game time decision in the, the last game, wasn't he? Yeah, true, true. Yeah, I'm going Giants. <laughs> I've swayed you. I'm not sure that's right. You but, have uh... swayed me. Well, I, yeah, it's one of those, isn't it? It's like the Giants surely can't be as bad as last time, but... Yeah, the Lions will be a threat. They're always a threat. They, they, you know, with Stafford's a good quarterback, and they, you know, Holiday and and the offense look reasonably good. Just not sure the defense will, will, will hold up if OBJ definitely plays. So there you go, Giants. Okay. Well, that's it then. That's all the games done from week one. All the picks for week two. Um. I've just got to say thank you so much, Punk, for sticking with me on this one. Uh, you made the, the podcast work on this week. I could have done it on my own. So, thank you. But who are you going to argue with if you do it on your own? I mean, come on. <laughs> exactly. It wouldn't work. I'd just be shouting would, at the wall. So It would um, just be you reading out stat lines. You know, <laughs> it would be... <laughs> doing, doing your research and, and, and you know, just thrilling us all. I need my colour commentator next to me because otherwise it just doesn't work. So thank you, do, you so you much, do. Punk. You, you always need a colour commentator. <laughs> Make sure you're checking out Punk Raider at Punk underscore Raider on Twitter and getting on us at Jim and the King on Twitter. Um, if you do like it but you're not subscribed yet, make sure you're subscribing to the podcast. Uh, can't wait to see week two's games and uh, get your opinions on it as well, Punk. Love having you on. I'm sure we'll have you on very soon again. Um, maybe even in the same room. Uh, you never know. You never know. It might be in the same room next time. Um, it certainly makes it easy with the technological side. Oh, don't get me started um, on that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, always a pleasure uh, to be on. And um, make sure, all you guys, that you leave some nice five-star reviews on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Because I know Jim and the King both love reading them. The good and the bad. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and, you know, just just talk NFL. Get more people talking NFL. Exactly. That's the whole point of the podcast. So, thanks very much, Punk, and thank you, everyone, for, for tuning in. Until next week, I've been Jim, that's been Punk, and thank you so much for listening. 